name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus is a fighter, and he has come to fight. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. Can you say this with me? The reason the Son of God came, came was to destroy the work of the devil. So this is the mission of Jesus. He came to fight and he came to destroy the work of the evil one. I have a quick story. I was talking to a kid kind of recently and this kid got in trouble in school. And normally when a kid does something wrong, what do we normally ask them? Why did you do that? It's always the most common thing to ask any kid. They do something wrong, why did you do that? But declare this with me, please, because I think that's the wrong question to ask a kid. Why did you do that? Declare this. What I do do flows from who I am. am. What I do flows from who I am. So really the question that we should be asking our children is not, why did you do that? But who are you? And I remember asking this kid that question, who are you? And he was shook. What? No one's ever asked me that question. What do you mean, who am I? Kids, have you ever thought, who are you? They'll respond with their name. Your name isn't who you are. Who are you? Have you ever asked yourself that question, family? Because what you do flows from who you are. So don't ask the question, why did you do that? Ask them, who are you? In 1 John 3, it actually says, those who do bad works, evil works, are sons of the devil. But those who do good works are sons of God. If you know yourself as you are and who you are, you will do good works. If you know yourself as a man, as a woman of God, as a beloved If you know yourself as a son or daughter of God the Father who loves you unto death, then your actions will flow from that truth. But if you never even think, who are you? Because, kids, who are you? Do you even know? And if you don't know who you are, you're just going to live. Go with the flow and do things that you don't even understand. Because when you ask a kid that did something wrong, why did you do that? Do they ever answer you? They don't know. They don't know why they did it. Actually, they wish they could take it back and say, I wish I never did that. So many of our children are acting without thinking. And one of the truths that we should say, let's say this with me, Think before you act. All right. We would love to slap our kids and say, think before you act. But think about what? Don't just think about what you're doing. Think about who you are. Parents, I want you to look at your kids and say, you are mine. Louder. What is this? Okay, I'm looking at you, and I'm telling you, you are mine. Actually, even more importantly, you are his, and you have been purchased by a price. 
the price is his blood. That is who you are, and so start acting like it. But if you don't know who you are, you're just going to live your life, this and this, and sin and sin, and that is not what you're made for. Amen? Amen. So, parents, please tell your children, you are mine, and you are God's. That's who you are. Jesus, when he fights into... When he fights the devil, he doesn't fight for his identity. He fights from his identity. He knows who he is. At his baptism, the heavens were opened. The voice of God said, you are my son in whom I love. So Jesus now is led by the Holy Spirit into the desert to destroy the work of the devil. And the devil is real and the devil is tempting all of us. So the first temptation, we're going to go through all three. The devil says, command that these stones become loaves of bread. Now, bread is, there's nothing wrong with bread. And so the devil's saying, make these stones some bread. But Jesus recognizes who is telling him what to do. He knows this is coming from the devil. So if the devil is speaking to you, if you know something is a temptation, reject it. In the name of Jesus, I command you to leave. We need to fight like Jesus and discern where the word is coming from. Jesus knows, stones into bread, I'm hungry, why not? But if it's coming from the devil, don't do it. Jesus then says, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So don't listen to the devil, but listen to the words that come from God. You know, did did God create everything good? Everything was created good because creation follows the creator. The creator out of his nature, he is goodness itself, created all things good. And so let's go back to Genesis. There was a tree that they weren't supposed to eat. Do you guys know what the tree was? What was it called? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You still with me? Say that with me. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. The tree wasn't a bad tree, okay? It was not a bad tree because God created it. And God can't create anything bad. But this is what God says in Genesis 2. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. So although the tree is good, don't eat from it. The second temptation. The devil says, throw yourself down and as God has promised, the angels will catch you. But Jesus responds, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Now we know that we only test someone who is not trustworthy. We only test someone who's not going to get 100%. If your teachers know that you're going to get 100% on your exam and they know it for a fact, they're not even going to test you. And so if you know that God is trustworthy, don't test him. If you know God is 100%, don't test him. But recognize the plan of the devil. The devil, the devil's whole plan is to give you a seed of distrust. He does not want you to trust God. He wants you to think that sometimes God is against you. 
So the first words in the entire Bible by the devil, do you guys know them? The devil speaks, and his first word in the whole Bible, repeat after me, did God really say? Good morning. No, the devil didn't say that. He's not good. Okay. Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Did God really say that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he really said it. So why are you asking me? We fall because we doubt God's goodness. We, we fall because we feel like we need to test God or we need a sign from God. But Jesus is saying the way you fight the devil is to not put him to the test. Do not put God to the test. He is trustworthy. He is good. The whole spiritual battle, we heard from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, which was amazing. If you want to go home and read it, Ephesians chapter 4, that we fight with the renewal of our mind, with the renewal of the spirit of our minds. The whole spiritual battle is this renewal. To reject what is evil, to reject those lies that the devil says of distrust, that God is not good, that he's not a good father, that he can't forgive you, that you can't trust him, that he doesn't have a good plan for your life, that you should judge God based on your suffering. You should judge God because your life isn't as good as others. That you should compare your life to others. That woe is me and feel bad for yourself. That is the devil's lie. You think he wants you happy? Do you think, like St. Paul says at the end of today's reading, that he doesn't want you singing spiritual hymns in the Spirit of God. He wants you drunk and living in sin. So, one of Jesus' missions was to bring back your trust in his Father. Do you trust God? Or will you put him to the test? And Jesus, he did it so radically that even when we struggle trusting God, we can look at the cross and say, you really love me. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. We need renewal of our mind so that we may not put the Lord our God to the test. The last temptation that the devil gives. I want you to take your hands. Can you place your hand on your heart? This is the most precious thing you have in your entire life. Your heart, your devotion, your love, your worship. This is more precious than anything that this world can offer. The third temptation that the devil says is he takes him on a high mountain and he says, I will give you everything if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. Basically, I'll give you everything if you give me your heart. The devil's a thief. He's a liar and he's a thief and he wants to steal your heart. He wants you to worship him. The devil seeks, seeks to steal what you were created for. 
Family, why is this church full? You came for worship. You said to yourself, I know there's a game later tonight, but I'm giving God worship because there's no game more important than the wedding feast that is happening on the altar. There's nothing more important than me offering my heart in devotion and love to God. But can we be real? Is it tempting? Is everything in the world and all that the devil can offer, is it tempting? Sure. That's why a lot of people in this world have sold their hearts to the devil, even if they don't know it. But many people do. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to call out names because I'm not going to demonize people, but there's a lot of celebrities that have sold their soul to the devil and we worship them. You know what? Can we pray for people? Amen? Can we pray for those who, who seem to be selling their soul to the devil? But if I were to tell a kid, hey, I don't like Taylor Swift. If I were to say that, would a kid like really not like me anymore? Because we go to her concert and we sing all these songs. I'm not saying she sold her soul to the devil. That's, that's between her and God. And I pray for her. I pray for all those celebrities who are not living a true Christian life and say they're still Christian. Jesus says, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. All right. St. Catherine of Siena said, Repeat after me. Without war, there is no peace. So Jesus goes into this battle to defeat the, the, the works of the devil. Jesus goes into war and he has conquered. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Psalm 27, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Exodus 14.14, 14, The Lord will fight for you. Only be still. You shall not, do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Read his word, and this is how you fight your battle. Amen. So I'm just going to give a, a few, uh, I know I'm going over time, sorry, but a few considerations for Lent. Um, first thing about Lent, because Lent starts really today is the first Sunday, but tomorrow we start fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. We start giving our heart to God um, first thing that has been on my heart, Jesus does not want you to be a slave of righteousness. He wants you to be a lover of God. A slave is someone who does things out of duty. A lover is someone who does things out of love. So my first question to all of us is why are you fasting? Why are you praying? Why are you giving? It's not in a judgmental way. I'm asking you for your heart to grow into love of God and not just obligation and service and duty. I don't do things because I'm a Catholic, Chaldean, Christian. I do things because I'm a lover of God. It's not something I just do. It's something I, it's someone I worship. And so let's worship God. Next, um, fast from things that cause you sin. I really encourage you to fast from social media, from the internet, from like excess screen time. 
from unnecessary TV, from streaming services, fast from secular music. If you went all of Lent and all you listened to was Bible in a year, catechism in a year, a good podcast, Christian music, that would be excellent for you. Also, maybe give up shopping, give up online shopping. And then from that money, you offer it to the poor, to the needy. Also, add a weekly Mass. Come every Sunday as well as come during the week. We have a Lenten challenge. Every first Friday, every Friday of Lent, this is a challenge. 6.30 in the morning, I ask you, be here. Fill this church. 6.30 in the morning. We do it early enough so that you can go to work or school after. Also, commit to Stations of the Cross. We will be doing meditations. So you will be being renewed in your mind and you'll be offering worship to God. So let's make this Lent amazing. Do it out of love, not out of duty. And let us fight this battle knowing that Jesus is victorious. Amen?